I'm interested in hearing from you today about how safe you feel if you live in Southend, Leoncee and Westcliff. This week we've heard about a number of incidents in the area. Here are just some of the headlines. Armed gang run riots on e-scooters. Glass-throwing yobs are spotted in brawl. And teen badly hurt in attack on seafront. That's just one week in the echo. And then last night, police reported a teenager needed hospital treatment after being injured in Broadway in Leon C. Nationally, the Police Federation in England and Wales talk of a pressure cooker of disorder spilling onto our streets across the country. If you live in these areas, do you feel safe? Is the South End area, South End, Leon C and Westcliff, a safe place for families after dark or just in general, even in the early evening? What do you think? Let me know. 0800 4041 is my number. Inspector Paul Hogburn leads the community policing team in that area and joins me this morning. Good morning to you. Morning, Ben. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you, Paul. Um, what happened last night, first off? Um, so I can't obviously go into a huge amount of detail because it is um, a live investigation, still very much in the early stages. Um, what I can say is a teenager um, was the victim of a, an attack whereby he's received a stab wound to his torso. Uh, police officers were already on patrol in the immediate area and were able to respond within seconds. Um, and thanks to some help from members of the public who gave first aid to the uh, lad that was involved, but also gave us some really key information, we were able to identify three people potentially responsible and they were arrested within minutes of the incident happening and remain in custody. Um, the victim was taken to hospital uh, where he's retrieved, uh, received treatment for his injury, which is not being treated as uh, life-threatening or life-changing, uh, thankfully. And, Paul, I mean, it was only a couple of weeks ago we spoke about... Um, it might, might have been a little bit longer than that, apologies, but it wasn't long ago that we spoke about the uh, dispersal order you were putting in place in Lee. But th- th- this doesn't seem to be causing... Um, a drop in the number of incidents that are happening in the area. What's causing it? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, Ben, there isn't a huge increase uh, in numbers. uh, And certainly over the last couple of months, uh, we have seen a slight reduction um, in the number of incidents and antisocial behaviour reported around the Lee area. Um, I think the issue is it's it's in the sort of um, public eye at the moment. So anything that does happen is getting shared far and wide. Uh, which increases the sort of perception and fear of crime within the area. Uh, but actually, the, the stats don't necessarily support that. Um, so we continue to do um, a huge amount of work in terms of uh, trying to reduce that antisocial behaviour, um, but also the more serious uh, violence that is happening across the district, certainly not just in Lee. Have you got enough resource to cope with it? Inspector, quite often we hear from listeners saying that they don't see enough police on the streets of these areas. Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise, you know, that we are, we are spread thin um, and we could always use more. However many police you give us, we could always use more and make good use of them. Um, however, I certainly wouldn't say it's out of control by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and we are seeing a number of positive results in relation to people being identified for offences and, and brought to justice uh, our um, Operation Raptor team, who deal with county lines and gangs, uh, have recently 
uh, managed to get 15 interim gang injunctions against people we believe associated with county lines and gangs causing the vast majority of the violence within the area. Um, so that's a really good piece of work and we continue to um, do a lot of work around enforcing that and have already seen some positive results from people breaching those injunctions. And the Home Office has actually um, provided us with um, extra financial support to make sure that we can do the work we need to to enforce that and hopefully have a positive impact across the district. One other uh, perception, Paul, and I wonder if I can, I can, I, I'll call it that, and and you can you can provide a bit of insight, perhaps. Is this local use causing the issues, or are there train loads, or well, not necessarily train loads, but uh, some use that are coming over from London and just having a day in South End and causing a bit of trouble at the end of it? I mean, I've personally seen the speculation around that on social media um, at the moment. I've seen no um, hard evidence to support the fact that it, you know, of course we do have people travelling into the area. We're a seaside town. That's always going to happen. Um, but I believe that the vast majority of these violent incidents are um, local people who have got themselves caught up in, in gangs and county lines and uh, the violence associated with that. And that's what we're working really hard to tackle. Do you think there should be more measures in place to try and nip these incidents in the bud, and you said you said you've said you know the, the numbers you feel are decreasing, but the public perception, because it's such in a such in the public eyes, again you said you know people are seeing this and sharing it, so it is causing a bit of a fear of crime. Do you think you there should be more measures? Uh, knife arches are talked about, stop and search. What about sort of introducing some of those things? Um, we already use both of those things locally. Um, the trouble is with anything there has to be a proportionality and we have to do, use them legally. So, you know, we can't just go and stop and search anyone who's under 18 uh, in a particular area to see if they've got a knife on them. That would be unlawful and, and we can't do that. So our stops do have to be led on, on intelligence and observations of officers on the ground or information from members of the public. Um, and we, we certainly are stopping and searching people regularly and we have uh, arrested people who have found in possession of knives as a result of stop and searches. Uh, we also use the knife arches um, fairly regularly and we do promote it on our social media when we use them. But again, um, we have no power to make people walk through a knife arch. Um, if they avoid it, that may give us grounds to look to search them. Um, but we can't force anyone to walk through it. It's very much um, a voluntary basis. It, all this discussion, um, Paul, comes as the Police Federation in England, Wales, uh, talk of a pressure cooker of disorder. The, 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 the general sense is that we're, none of us can go abroad or, you know, it's incredibly difficult to go abroad. We've been in lockdown for the, big, the best part of the year. And there's a lot of angst and pressure sort of built up within some individuals. Do, do you get a sense that that is going to be the case in the coming weeks and months? Um. I think it could certainly contribute to the ASB, um, certainly as we've come out of lockdown and um, when we were on the verge of, of coming out, uh, we certainly saw more people taking to the seafronts and the open spaces, and, and the vast majority are, are just there to, to be outside because they can um, and won't engage in any sort of antisocial behaviour, etc. But, of course, there's always going to be the exception to that who, who are out there getting drunk, causing problems. Um, so, yeah, it is going to contribute, I'm sure. Um, but we've got lots of plans in place um, across the force to deal with that, um, particularly around specific dates where we anticipate higher levels of disorder or higher footfall in those areas. 
Uh, and let's just end on fear of crime, Paul, because you said, you know, you don't feel the incidents are, are going up, but because there are more people around and they're getting shared that there is a that there might be an, an increase in, in fear of crime. What can you say to people who live in Southend, Leon Sea and Westcliff this morning and, 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 and want to head out and about in the local area that they've chose to live in and love um, and they want to do so feeling safe? What can you say to them if, they, if they're not quite feeling that at the moment? Yeah, what I would say is um, crime overall across South End year on year um, up to the end of April is actually down by 8.4%, uh, which equates to um, 1,675 fewer offences. So 1,675 fewer victims of crime, if you like. Um, so that is hugely positive. Um, the majority of the serious violent crime we get, in fact, the vast majority, is targeted um, incidents whereby people are known to each other. So if you are not part of that world and engage in that sort of criminal lifestyle, you're very unlikely to become a victim of serious violence. <clears throat> but, uh, of course, we continue to do a lot of work to provide a uh, visible presence on the street. People want to see uniform, and, of course, we want to be out there providing that reassurance. Um, and we, just at the end of April, uh, launched Project Servitor in Southend, uh, which is a, a national scheme that we've just adopted and that should, moving forward, hopefully provide um, extra presence on the streets. And it's really um, key tactics that we use there in terms of um, detecting telltale signs of people that might be um, engaging in criminality or in the area for the wrong reason. Um, so we've had several officers across our community policing team have received specialist training around Project Servitor. And hopefully that will provide people reassurance as we go into the summer and use those deployments uh, on a more regular basis. That's Inspector Paul Hogburn from the community policing team in the area. Thank you for joining us. Uh, David Canvey Island's given us a ring on antisocial behaviour and whether you feel safe because of the incidents of it. A number has happened in Southend and Lee and Westcliff uh, this week. All right, Dave? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We, we've had a, we get a problem with it as well. Yeah, and do you feel safe in Canvey Island, Dave, having a, having a stroll around? Yeah, in, in uh, Canby in general, yeah. We, uh, as you're aware, I work at a charity shop, and around the back of our car park, we get a lot of problems around there with antisocial behaviour. We get people openly selling drugs, smoking drugs, right, left, and centre. Right. Um, well, that's not great, is it? No, no, and uh, we had lots of problems. We, we, had North, uh, particularly North, the incident happened not long recently, which I can't really talk about. So, uh, yeah, we just get a lot of problems there. Yeah. So, and how does that? I mean, what what does that make you think about Canvey Island, Dave? And you know, the the fact that this is happening on on your doorstep. Well, I say the, the general people, Canvey, are brilliant. They're yeah. the friendliest people you can wish to meet. But we've just got this rogue youth element who who are just causing something. We I'll get people come to my shop and. And they complain what, what they've been doing outside their houses and whatever, mm. um, and it's just it's just a nightmare. I mean, and are there I police mean, on? Are there police around, Dave, that you can report these sort of incidents to? Well, we it, we problem, but they they don't they don't want to know. Not the thing is, they don't really they haven't really got the power. So, I mean, they um, yeah, there's so much protection for them these days. So. And, they, they, well, they can basically get. They know they can get away with it. They mm. do these things. They know, you know, if the police do come, they just 
<laughs> just turn them off and that's basically it really isn't it Mm. Well, Dave. Well, well, well. Hopefully, those incidents died down a little bit. But you, you don't. You know, overall, do you believe the police officer then when he said, that, you know, if you're not involved in this sort of thing, you, you know, a, an innocent bystander such as you wouldn't have to fear being a victim of crime, or because it's happening so close to you, do you fear there is? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, with you, I have. I, I do uh, have uh, fears. Yeah. Uh, about being around it back there sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he is. It, it can be good. It can be quite frightening. Yeah. I mean, when you get them on the roof, throwing rocks off the roof at people and <laughs> things like that, and uh, yeah, right. And next door recently uh, closed down, and they, their chairs on the roof. They decided it'd be good fun to throw them all around the car park. Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah, not, that doesn't sound great, Dave. And I think so, uh, further reporting and, and perhaps action um, is needed. Thanks for your call, Dave. We're going to get the thoughts of the MP for the area that's having these problems now, actually, um, with regard to antisocial behaviour. Uh, have a listen to this and let me see what you think. Um, the Sir David Amos, the MP for uh, South End West, has been giving me his reaction to what's been happening within his constituency in recent weeks. Well, I'm horrified and I'm disgusted, but that's have no comfort to local residents. They want solutions. They want it all to stop. And they look towards myself as their local MP to do something about it. Um, and what response will they be getting, um, Sir David? What sort of things do you think are needed to, to nip these in the bud? Well, every one of us is against crime, I would have thought. And we want it to stop straight away. Now, I work in Westminster where we make the laws... And all the activities which you have described are unlawful. And the laws already exist to deal with those situations. So who enforces it? It's the police force. And I'm in regular contact with them to ask what it is they are doing. I intend also to ask again what the local authorities view on policing locally is, are the resources that we have being directed to the problem areas? The particular issue about knife crime is it's unlawful and the police, I know, are taking action on all of this. I are in favour of stop and search, but what I want to see really is these events not taking place and detection is excellent but prevention is key to all this i mean whether it is a spike that seems more evident because of the easing of lockdown i don't know at the moment but the area which i live in has always been relatively peaceful and i am horrified now that we have all sorts of people whether they're drug dealers or gangs somehow active in the area. Are you saying, Sir David, that there's not enough police? I just don't know. Constituents who are contacting me are suggesting that there are not enough visible police. They are suggesting that it's a shame we don't have more local police stations. Well, I haven't had call from the Police and Crime Commissioner or the Chief Constable of Essex saying, David, we've got a real problem 
in your area with police numbers, could you do something about it and get on to Pretty Patel? But if I hear from them, I will act on that straight away. Parliament goes back on Monday. At the moment, that is not what I'm hearing. So what are you hearing then? Well, from the police, that they are well aware of all these incidents and they are dealing with them. Do you think that the way they are dealing with them is effective because we keep seeing reports of repeated incidents, things like dispersal orders. Are they are they working? Well, this is what is so frustrating about it. We've been grappling with this growing situation throughout the pandemic for the last eighteen months. You know, we've we've brought officers, groups of people down to Old Lee. We've walked about Chalkwell Park, the other hot spots, asking what is being done. And I constantly get reassuring responses. But my constituents are giving me the impression that they are very, very unhappy with the growing feeling that they have of not being safe. And that I will not allow to continue to happen. We can have meetings, we can have conferences, we can have barnstorming sessions where we try and come up with solutions. But the laws are absolutely comprehensive and disorderly behaviour, the laws already exist to deal with it. So I am frankly puzzled at the moment what is behind all of these issues. Have you got a solution yourself, Sir David, that that some of your your constituents have said what well, I mean what do you think the solution is we, we've outlined the problem here very clearly but but what what tackles that in your view well presumably if at the heart of it there are gangs of youths then these youths will have families and i would hope their families would be aware of what they're up to and ensure that it all stops and i would ask the families to help us deal with the situation. I do not understand how it is that an individual, if they live in a family setting, goes out armed with a knife. But look, I'm not pointing the finger at anyone or any group of individuals in terms of responsibility at the moment. I accept my responsibility as a member of parliament and I think this is so serious. This has got to be a top priority for this nonsense to end and I intend to make sure that it does.